What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Lost Lifting Talk. Today, we're going to dive into a Q&A episode where I've got a few questions regarding nutrition and a couple of questions regarding training. But before we do that, I just want to briefly mention that if you have questions that you'd like to bring on the show, there is a link always down below that takes you directly to my inbox where you can ask questions about individual situations that you're in, that you're struggling with, that might be stopping you from continuing to progress to reach your goals with your training and nutrition, or if you have questions or excuse me, not questions, if you have recommendations on people that you would like me to bring onto the show to have conversations with, or if you have topics that you would like me to deep dive into to create an entire episode around, please go ahead and feel free to do that if you do have something in mind. Because at the end of the day, this show is for you guys. I want to make sure that I am creating content that is going to be most helpful to you, the listener. So there's no way for me, there's no better way for me to be able to do that than for you just to let me know what it is that you're wanting to hear about so that I can then prepare episodes that are going to help you best. So please feel free. If you have something, let me know and I'm happy to create episodes around that or reach out to the people that you would like me to bring on to Lost and Lifting Talk. Other than that, the only thing that I have for you before we hop into the questions is if you have a little bit of spare time, I'd be super appreciative if you could take a screenshot of this episode, put it on your IG story and tag me in it just to show everyone that you're finding value here to bring more attention to the podcast to continue growing it. As well as if you have a little bit of extra spare time, I'd always be greatly appreciative if you could go down below and leave the podcast a rating and written review. As I've said a million times on this show already, the only way for your show to be able to grow inside of Apple is to get more and more reviews so that your show ranks higher, which then pushes to more and more people. So if you have a little bit of time, that would be amazing to be able to help the show continue growing so we can continue putting time into it and creating content that is best going to serve you to help you get the results that you're looking to achieve. So I really do appreciate you guys. Let's hop into today's episode. Question number one. Can you build muscle while eating at maintenance? This is a really good question. And the answer, as with everything when it comes to fitness, it depends. I've seen people who can be at maintenance and put on a good amount of muscle. And I've also seen people who aren't at ma- or who are at maintenance and they are literally just maintaining their body composition. A lot of this is going to come down to first and foremost your training and then it's going to come down to your nutrition history. Meaning where has what's your nutrition look like in the last 3 months to the last 12 months literally just to get an understanding of where your metabolism is at, where your hormones are at, where your training is at. All of that plays a bigger role. So there's not just a blanket answer as in Yes, you can build muscle when at maintenance or no, you can't build muscle when you're at maintenance. I will tell you the times that I have seen people put on a good amount of muscle while being at maintenance are people who have been in a deficit for a good amount of time. For example, I have a client named Jen. Shout out to Jen if if you're listening to this. Um, I've been working with her for, let's see now, it's been since September of 2019. We went through a fat loss phase together when we first started that lasted probably around six to seven months to where we dropped around 40 to 50 pounds off of her frame, which came with being in a deficit for a good amount of time. We were lower calorie and we were aiming towards fat loss while building, trying to build muscle at the same time in terms of building up her strength, progressively overloading in the gym, putting the most of her attention there on strength training and getting stronger over time. And so 
that wasn't something that she had put a lot of attention to before that with structured tour progressions. So even being in that deficit while dropping body fat, she was able to build a little bit of muscle at the same time as we stripped that 40 to 50 pounds off of her in that six to seven month time frame. But what happened and was really interesting to both of us, honestly, as we got that weight off of her and we started to increase calories to bring her back up closer to a maintenance level of calories, her measurements, even as we got to maintenance and we're just sitting around sitting around maintenance, we weren't um, gaining weight, we weren't losing weight, we were literally sustaining within like two or three pounds of, each, of um, the weigh-ins per week for like a, it was like eight to 12 weeks, I believe. But during that time frame, her measurements continued to change quite a bit. She continued to build muscle and look more defined, look leaner over time because she was continuing to build muscle while we were sitting at a maintenance. We didn't have her in a surplus, but what happened is we had her in a deficit for such a a good amount of time that as we brought her back up to maintenance and she continued training, her body had more energy in it. Her metabolism was coming back. Her hormones were coming back. Her training was going better. She had more energy to train harder, to get stronger, quicker, and she started to develop muscle quite quickly. We saw a lot of change happen really fast in terms of our overall body composition. She already looked a million times better because we took 40 pounds off of her frame, 50 pounds off of her frame. But as we got her to maintenance and sat her there for around a 12 week period or so, her measurements continued to improve and her body composition continued to improve because she started building muscle because her her body was literally recovering and feeling better and optimized so she wasn't having to use body fat as energy anymore. She could use the food that she was eating as energy, which brought her hormones back, which then allowed her body to start building more muscle at a quicker rate just because um, her overall health was in better check at that point. So that's one way where you probably could build muscle when at maintenance when you probably won't build that much muscle at maintenance is if you've been in a surplus and aiming to build a good amount of muscle for a decent amount of time and you get to a point to where you don't want to be in that surplus anymore and you would rather come back to a maintenance. Well, if you've been in a surplus building muscle and then you decrease calories to that maintenance level, at that point, you're probably not going to be optimizing muscle growth as much because you were optimizing it beforehand by being in that slight surplus to where you were giving your body more energy than it needed, which gave you that extra energy to be able to put forth towards building muscle um, at a more efficient rate. And so in that sort of situation, probably not going to see a whole lot of muscle growth while sitting at maintenance. But if you've been in a deficit for a good amount of time and under eating, and then you start to increase calories and get back up to a maintenance, at that point, if you're progressively training and, and doing things correctly with the right structure inside of your training, then you put yourself in a position to where you probably could put on a good amount of muscle when at maintenance. And that's something that I've seen in the field happen a few times. Jen is just the one that sticks out the most because the improvements that she made were so drastic. All right, moving on to the next question. If you're in a caloric deficit for a year, but do diet breaks every two to three months, would you still plateau? It's a really good question too. And with that, it just... It depends still. It's not like there's a black and white answer. With most things, guys, when you're when you're asking questions and you are trying to get specifics without providing a ton of detail, you can't really give black and white answers or blanket answers because everything is so dependent upon the individual. So like with this, are you going to plateau if you're doing diet breaks every two to three months? Every individual is going to be different. Some people may not plateau because they don't have as adaptive of metabolisms. Other people might plateau 
indefinitely every few months because they have more adaptive metabolisms to where they're going to have to keep dropping calories to whether they're going to have to go through some maintenance phases and diet breaks to work their metabolisms back up and to be able to recover, to be able to continue dieting in the future. Everybody's just so different. It's going to depend on your biofeedback as well as just your genetics and how your body responds to dieting because everybody really does respond so much differently. So if you're somebody that has these specific type questions and you're looking for black and white answers from people to give you um, to where like it's a blanket answer that works for everyone, it's just not the case. And this is honestly why coaching is so valuable because we can look at your personal situation. We can collect the data from week to week to see what's happening. We can make decisions based off of your specific situation without just using these blanketed answers and blanketed statements or blanketed ideas and try to make it work inside of your situation. Because the reality is, Some people will have more adaptive metabolisms than others. Some people will be able to be more adherent than others. Some people will be able to stick to lower calories than others. It's all just so dependent on the individual and how you see what works best for you is by experimenting, collecting the data off of what you did, seeing if it's something that you enjoy and is sustainable for you. How's your mood when you're following this? What do... um, How do you feel when you're following this? Is this something you can see yourself doing for a good amount of time? Those answers are negative. Well, then we need to make some adjustments. If those answers are positive, then we need to continue doing it if it's creating the response that it is that you're looking for. And if it's not, then we need to make different adjustments to make sure that first you're enjoying it. Second, it's producing the response that you want. And third, it's going to make that sustainable for you over the long term. So if you've been dieting for a year on low calories in that deficit and you run diet breaks every two to three months, I don't think that you necessarily have to run diet breaks every two to three months. I think it's dependent upon your individual situation. How is your biofeedback coming back? Are you overly hungry? Are you not seeing as good of results? Are you having to continue decreasing calories over time. What does that look like in your specific situation? Is it just help you to be able to take more diet breaks so that you can stay more adherent? That then it works greatly if it's something that, again, works best for you in your individual situation. But everybody's going to be different. Some people are going to be able to get away with dieting for that long. Other people won't. But what we do know is the metabolism is adaptive over time. And there has been a, um, a thought process of, as you take diet breaks, it keeps your metabolism going at a stronger rate. There isn't a whole lot of data to actually prove that at this point, but what diet breaks do along the way when you take breaks during your deficit just to eat up at a maintenance level is it's more of an adherence thing and giving you a light to see at the end of the tunnel to have these little breaks or milestones to shoot for to give yourself some time to take a break from the diet so that you can refresh, have some flexibility before going back into the diet to continue pushing, to continue creating fat loss in the future. But um, as in terms of needing diet breaks and if you took them every two to three months for a year, would you plateau? It's very individual. Some people, yes, they are absolutely going to plateau. And so that means you're either going to have to drop calories lower or you're going to have to add more cardio or you're just not, it's not going to make sense for you to stay in that diet for an entire year because your hunger is going to get uncontrollable. Your metabolism is going to slow down. Your energy is going to get worse. Your mood's going to get worse. Your digestion is going to get worse. Your sleep's going to get worse. Your stress is going to get worse. Then it doesn't make sense to stay in that diet for over a year. And you should take probably six months diets, three to six month diet phases, followed by at least three to six months Um, three to six month maintenance phases as well. For other people, you can get away for going for a longer period of time. Like I was talking about Jen before, we stayed in a diet her first time when she had a lot of weight to lose. We stayed in that diet for almost seven months and things went really well. We probably took a diet break 
roughly every eight weeks or so for anywhere from three to seven days along that process. But again, we were just paying attention to her biofeedback. How are her stress levels? How was her adherence? Was she still creating the progress that she wanted to? How's her motivation? All that kind of stuff comes in and that's when we look at, okay, it's time to implement a diet break. Okay, it's time to keep pushing. But again, it's very individual on that specific individual. Some people will plateau. Other people will be able to continue on. It just depends on the specific situation where you're currently at, if it's something you'll be able to be adherent to. And then if you do plateau, it's just a matter of increasing that deficit. So either adding more cardio in to create a bigger expenditure, or you could just decrease calories to continue in that deficit and make a a greater deficit to continue promoting more and more weight loss over time. But in terms of diet breaks, these are just going to be dependent upon the individual. Some people like to tell you, you should take a diet break every two to three months, like you asked. And sometimes in my personal preference, what I like to do when I'm working with somebody is pay attention to their biofeedback, their sleep, their hunger, their mood, their digestion, their stress levels, their motivation, um, their mindset, all that kind of stuff. And as it starts to decrease, then we add diet breaks in when their body tells us it's time to. And then as they recover during that diet break, they start to feel better. Then we can enter another deficit phase. And as all that stuff starts to get worse once again throughout the diet, because it's going to, and you're in that deficit, all of these things do get worse over time. A deficit isn't necessarily healthy. That's not where we want to stay. We have to understand that at the end of the day, we're trying to get ourselves back to maintenance because that is our overall goal. We leave the house and go to work by going into the deficit and pushing for fat loss, um, trying to improve our body composition. But at the end of the day, we don't sustain that by staying in that deficit. We sustain it by coming back up to wherever that new maintenance is and learning how to sustain while eating more food to recover um, from that deficit and recover our hormones, recover our metabolism, recover our energy levels, recover our mood, recover our stress, all that stuff, because it takes a hit when we're in that deficit. And that's why it's important to understand that the deficit is only one piece to the puzzle. At the end of the day, we're trying to get ourselves back to a maintenance. So I know I went on a long rant here, but it's just such a blanket question to ask, will I run into plateaus if I take a diet break every two to three months? It really just depends on your individual situation and how your metabolism responds to the diet. Some people, you might run into plateaus, and if you do, then it just means you have to drop calories or add more cardio in to create a bigger deficit along the way while keeping in mind all your biofeedback so you're not running yourself into the ground. Other people are going to be able to get away with not doing as many diet breaks um, and not run into plateaus along the process. So it's just very individual to your situation, and this is why it's so important to be taking that biofeedback from week to week, seeing how you're feeling, being aware and assessing these things. Or if that's not something that you feel comfortable being able to do by yourself and you're looking for somebody with experience to be able to help navigate you through this so that you can learn, then that's when it becomes, it makes a lot more sense to hire a coach in that situation when you're ready to learn and be guided on how to go out about the process and how to assess what's happening week to week and the adjustments that need to be made in your specific individualized situation. All right, the final question for today. It's a bit of a big one, so stick with me here for a second. I've been listening to your podcast and I'm finding them very helpful during my fat loss journey. I have a question. I've been on a calorie deficit for a long time due to a bad relationship with food. Since I started working out in July, I've been trying to learn as much as I can about health and fitness and I realized I was eating too little, so I started slowly adding food in while still losing weight. I'm now eating an average of 1,500 calories and I'm working out consistently. I haven't reached my goal weight of 120, but I'm four pounds away from it. Now, however, I haven't lost 
I haven't really lost any weight for about three weeks. I don't want to cut calories because 1500 calories is already low enough in my opinion. What do you think I should do? Again, another very good question. And this one gives me a little bit more specific so I can actually dial in and give a little bit more individualized help in this specific situation. But as we were just talking about, the longer a deficit goes, the slower your metabolism gets because literally as you lose weight, your body requires more, less, excuse me, your body requires less energy to sustain itself. So let's say if you were, you weighed 140 pounds and your maintenance was, let's say 2000 calories per day. Well, as you get down to 125 pounds, your body is physically smaller. So let's say your maintenance is now down to 1800 calories per day or 1700 calories per day, which means you're probably not creating a big enough deficit to induce weight loss or to induce fat loss at the end of the day to continue dropping weight. So when this type of thing happens, there's a couple diff- well there's actually a few different approaches you could take at this point. The most immediate approach you could take, there's two options here. You could drop calories which you said you don't want to do because you feel like 1500 calories is low enough or to increase your deficit, you could add in more cardio to your week. So what I would do with a client in this situation, if they still had a little bit more weight they wanted to lose, but they were, did not want to drop calories any lower, what I would do is just add 500 calories worth of cardio to their training program per week to create a bigger deficit that way. So I'm literally adding an, or basically taking away hundred calories of food. It's like they're only eating 1400 calories per day now, but I'm just adding that in terms of cardio to where they're burning 500 calories. Technically, it would be 700 calories per week, but I was just saying 500 calories because I was thinking of it in five days, but something like that so that you're, you end up creating a bigger expenditure so that you end up burning more calories while eating the same amount of food, which is still going to create a bigger deficit, which is going to promote weight loss. Now, at the same time, if somebody didn't want to include more cardio because they were already full, they didn't have time in their schedule to include more cardio, then you would need to look at dropping calories from your food to create a bigger deficit to continue dropping weight um, to end up reaching that overall goal that you have for yourself. So those are really the two ways that you can get past a plateau immediately in a quicker route. Now, the third way to do this is going to be a longer route that is going to just require a lot more time, honestly. And it, it starts to you start to worry less about what the scale says and you start to worry more about how you're looking. What you could do is reverse out of the deficit at this point and start to focus on building muscle. So work yourself back up to a maintenance level, even enter a slight surplus, start aiming to gain around roughly 0.25 pounds per month to 0.5 pounds per or per week, excuse me, a fourth of a pound to a half a pound per week. So where you're gaining somewhere around one to two pounds per month while eating in a slight surplus, making sure that you're eating enough protein every single day and making sure you're progressing your training over time to stimulate muscle growth. And what you're going to do here as you build up muscle, you put on just a little bit of weight over time in the terms of building muscle. Again, this is going to take time. This is taking three to six months to do so. And you put on some muscle over time. Now your metabolism is going to be a little 
little bit faster and you could come back down to that 1500 calories after you put on some lean mass, which is going to require um, more energy from your body to maintain again. So then maybe you could come back to the 1500 calories after taking some time to eat more food and build your body and build up your metabolism um, and whatnot. And now you're in a position to where you could come back to the 1500 calories, continue doing what you're doing now and probably start to drop body weight again. But again, you're going to weigh a little bit more because you're going to have a little bit more lean mass, more lean muscle on your frame so that as you drop body fat, you are going to have more definition. You're going to look more defined um, so that then you're not going to be worried as worried about seeing that select number on the scale. Maybe what you were going to look like in terms of leanness at 120, now you look like that at 122 or 123 because you took some time to build some muscle um, and whatnot. So you're in a position to where you can diet on higher calories because you've been building up your body, building up your metabolism to be able to eat more food and be able to diet on higher calories basically. So if that's not something that you want to do, you're not willing to take the long-term route to continue building muscle, to build up your metabolism. You want to get that four pounds off. You're not willing to drop food any lower. You're just going to have to add more cardio in while sustaining the level of activity level that you already have, as well as making sure that you're keeping your calories where they're at now. That's going to end up creating a bigger deficit for you to be able to drop down and hit that goal weight. And then once you get there, it just comes down to even if you don't want to go into a muscle building phase, once you get to that 120, then you're going to want to go through a reverse to get back to maintenance, to be able to sustain that 120 pounds over the long term by not continuing to eat at that hundred or that 1500 calories, but you want to be eating somewhere around 1800 all the way up to 2000 calories per day while sustaining that, that 120 pound body so that it can be long term for you. What a lot of people will do is they'll hit that 120 pounds while eating that 1500 calories and then they get scared to up calories at all, but they stay in that slight deficit to where hunger starts to continues to increase. Your energy continues to get worse. Um, your sleep continues to get worse. Your stress continues to get worse. You feel more and more restricted. And then you end up in this yo-yo. I was explaining this to a client today on a phone call, actually. It's almost like the longer you stay in a deficit, it's the further you're pulling a rubber band. And if you never slowly bring that rubber band back and you just continue pulling as hard as you can, it eventually snaps and slaps back against you hard to where you end up putting all that weight back on. But if you pull the rubber band slightly and continue pulling and pulling and pulling through that deficit phase and then to come back, you slowly reverse back to where you were before to add calories back in, well, then it's more gentle and it can work out for you. But if you pull as hard as you can until it eventually breaks or snaps, you'll probably end up yo-yoing and putting all that weight back in just due to the over-restriction, the bad relationship that you're creating, um, the cravings that you're going to have, the crazy hunger that you're going to have because you never took the time to work calories back up to a maintenance level to sustain what is it what it is that you've created to set that new set point for your body. So hopefully that answers your question. In your specific situation, if you're not willing to add or to decrease calories, you're then going to need to add cardio in, or you could go the long route and focus on building muscle for a little bit of time and then coming back down to that 1500 calories. And you'll be able to start dropping body fat probably from that same amount of calories once again. But again, that's going to take a a longer amount of time to be able to do so. So if you guys, like I said, if you have more questions that you'd like me to dive into on the podcast, like I said, the link is down below, go ahead and click on it, ask me anything, and I'll bring those questions onto the show and deep dive into them to help you the best that I can. And again, the more specific you can be with those questions, the more specific I can be with my answers to actually help you instead of just giving blanket 
answers that don't really benefit anybody. And I'm always happy to say it depends and go into everything, right? I'm happy to show all the different scenarios because I feel like that helps as well to show you what it's going to look like for specific individuals to where then you can kind of pinpoint which one you are and then go from it from there. But again, if you want to get more specific, the better that it is and the better and more specific of an answer I can give to you so that you can go out and start implementing. So like I said, I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Have an amazing day and I'll talk with you soon.